Good morning, everybody, and welcome to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. This is the 945 show, and I am your host, Mike Rez. It's Saturday morning. Bridge Sky is with me today. Hello, Bridge. Hello, Mike. Good. I got you all connected and right. So <laughs> that's half the battle right there. It's already starting off good. So uh, <laughs> uh, this morning we have uh, a great guest today, uh, singer, songwriter. He has been in the music business for many years. He's performed with or opened for people like Otis Redding, Aaron Neville, Etta James, Ike and Tina Turner, James Brown, Joe Tex. The list goes on, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Willie West. Good morning, Willie. Good morning, man. How are you? Just fine. Good. Glad you could make it. You came all the way from St. Cloud. Yeah. So just for this show, I feel honored <laughs> that you that you did that. Yeah, so. I enjoyed the ride. Nice. Do you do that drive a lot? Not, St. Cloud to the city? Not as much okay. as I used to. Right. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about... Um, uh, your album that's out uh, yeah. right now. It's uh, a re-release, correct? And yeah. remastered. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about your storied music career. We're going to listen to some songs off of this uh, re-released album. Um, it was released on vinyl for the first time. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk all about that. But first, if you want to get to know us here at the station, go to WFNU.org. Uh, you can see what we're doing and when we're doing it. Uh, we're looking for interns. So if you know anybody that wants to see what the world of radio is like, um, please get them on that uh, website, WFNU.org. Um, you can also see when your favorite shows are on, like this one. You can download the WFNU app. And you can listen to any of your favorite shows on demand for two weeks after the show airs. Um, this show is also available via podcast, and this episode will be up later on today if you missed anything or if you want to share it out. And Bridge, you've got uh, another show coming up after this show. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Yes, it's Creators Canvas, and I get it's just such an honor. I get to interview St. Paul you know, Frogtown, the creative artists right here at our home base. And this week was the first time I had a trio, three ladies. Um, and from the, listen to this name, communication. <laughs> so instead of communication, they threw in the music word right in the middle. And I didn't realize that, you know, I say it in my head. And then as I'm interviewing like Betsy, um, she's one of the youth members. So it's a choir group that, um, goes right in the schools and three nights a week or whatever they get together and it's just to build leadership and 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 grow community within the youth groups and Betsy and, and Carrie and Georgina shout out but they kept saying communication I'm like do they not know how to say communication <laughs> what's going on over there <laughs> so but yeah it was really awesome and I'm so excited they have um you got to listen in. They got some really cool things going on and something coming up. Free tickets are available. So I'm going to be there and all five of my children. Nice. <laughs> it's a good family event then. <laughs> I bet your kids will see the music word in there and get it right away. So we're just oh, older, probably. Bridge. We just yes. miss those things. So Yes, we're set, I'm setting my ways of communicating. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So... Let's talk to uh, Willie West um, about this album that is out called The Soul Sessions. 
Uh, it was uh, released April 21st. Uh, it is a remastered release, and it's available on vinyl, like I mentioned, for the first time. Uh, and we're going to hear a few tracks from that album, uh, and we're going to discuss your music career, uh, Willie. So uh, tell us a little bit um, about yourself. I know you moved here from Louisiana, uh, but you moved to Louisiana in 1960. So where are you originally from, and then why are you here in Minnesota now? Well, I'm from Raceland, Louisiana. Okay. I was born and raised there. And I moved to New Orleans after the storm. Um, and, uh, well, actually, I didn't move to New Orleans until the, 19, the early 60s. Okay. I say 1961, 62. And, uh, we, I, you know, I'd been off and on on the road. So we moved, you know, and after I met Patty, <laughs> we hooked up. And uh, after the storm came, we uh, moved up here. See, she's from this area. Okay. Yeah, she's from Virginia, Minnesota. And uh, really nice people from that area. So, but other than that, so I've been doing this singing over 60 years. Does it feel like 60 years? <laughs> uh, you know, that, that road thing is, is, is pretty hard on you. You know, through the years, I've it kind of worn down from it, but hey, I still love it. Right. You so know? do you, you probably don't go very much, very far anymore, right? No, not really. Uh, actually, what well, we did go over to Italy when we were... We were booked over in Italy for a show that that they usually give a show every every year. They have people, you know, it's it's part of Peretta in Peretta, Italy. Okay. So just I'm kind of you know up and losing a little bit, <laughs> but things are moving pretty fast right now for me. Right. And I'm very happy about that. But starting off was really rough. Sure. In my part of the country, we had no connections, no, no people that we knew for us into the recording business, you know. And so when I did record in the early days, in 1959, going into 1960, I recorded my first song called "Did You Have Fun," which made a little noise around the area. So I, I, I was very pleased with that. Then I proceeded to start traveling a lot at that period. Right. You know. Was it hard to get that song on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> the people that, that ran the record company, uh-huh. well, they were handling the, that part of it. And my first, the first time I got to hear it on the radio, the song called Did You Have Fun was out of, they put it in the, on a radio station in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Radio station was called WXOK. And the, the, the two jocks that was there, they opted to play the, that side of the song, which they they said, well, you know. Oh, yeah. She said, well, <laughs> we don't. You know, we're just trying to get something out here. We don't, you know, quietly, we don't have 
Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they, 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 she, she said, well, what I do have is a couple of fifths of scotch <laughs> in the car. <laughs> he said, well, bring it up. <laughs> so that's what they did. They brought the, you know, she brought, brought it up, and these guys started drinking the scotch, man, and they put it on and started, well, we like this, and they started playing it, and it, it went up to number, what, number one. In really? Rouge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, all it cost was a couple of fifths of scotch. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was, I was like, because at that, at that period, people was, you know, it was a payola thing. Yeah. If you didn't have no money, you couldn't get your stuff on air at, at that time, you know. So either you had to know, had to know somebody or, you know, that's the way it went. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, one of the first things they teach you in radio school is about payola and playola. Yeah. Don't do that. It's big trouble that. now. <laughs> oh, they, they wore it out back in the 50s and the 60s. Right. You know, James Brown had a hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would go into these little towns and go to the radio station. they tell me he was, now this is what I heard, don't quote me, but <laughs> they, they would, uh, he'd have a bag full of $5 bills and $1 bills, and he'd go to these disc jockeys, he'd put a little bit in the envelope, put five, 10, 15 bucks in the envelope, slip it to him, and they started to play. Hit play. He played his <laughs> stuff. And he did this all over the country. That's why he got more popular, because he was able to be out there making money and putting out a little money to get his stuff played. Right. But these days, it's a, it's a different situation. Yeah. It's kind of like you went from. It's illegal to pay the disc jockeys and the radio stations to do that, but now you're paying distributors <laughs> to do that, and that's totally fine. <laughs> yep, yep. So, but that's just the way the music business is, that's right? That's it. Yeah. You know, and you look at all of the big big acts; they they don't have to worry about that because the companies that they're with, such as I don't want to call any names, but the big big labels, mm-hmm. these people are in contact with people that's over. Radio stations. I don't mean program directors or disc jockeys. They're, they're, they're not, you know. These people deal with owners, and corporates that owns the radio stations. Right. And they get on the phone. Hey, we want Michael's stuff on. Boom. That's it. Yeah. Disc jockeys got to play. You know, give this to tell the program directors. Program all of these certain songs. And that's why all of the big guys, you know, the big stars get a lot of airplay in the struggling artists such as trying to get something out there. It's, and if you're independent, it's even harder. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the part of the problem with, like, the bigger media corporations is they own, like, the big one here in the cities owns almost a thousand radio stations yeah. across the country. Yeah. That's just the radio stations. They also own television stations yeah. too. So like you said, yeah, a bigger record label can yeah. just call up the CEO the, and yeah. say, this is what we want you yeah. to do. And they'll say, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. But back in the day, the, the, the jocks would make a little money. Right. You know, they make a little hustle, but they was making a little money. But now they're kind of like cut out of that. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you have to go to the program director and, and who's ever in charge of program directing, you know, putting songs on, 
they're getting it from up top. Mm-hmm. We want, you know, all this artist, that artist. That's what they're getting. Poor little artists like <laughs> never get a shot at Right, that. yeah. So you got to go to the ground floor of it and go out there on the street and work your stuff if you want to get it, you know, so so that's what's been happening. Yeah, there's still, like, I, I live near the, the state fair, and you still get, to this day, you get people, other artists from other states coming in and handing out their music. Yeah. Because they want to broaden their audience. They don't want right. to just be known in, you know, Illinois or Iowa or whatever. They want to be known everywhere. Yeah. So they just, it's the same thing. I mean, they're independent artists that can't crack that. Yeah. That, uh, that wall down or yeah. can't break it down to get play anywhere else so they they just hand it out wherever they can so and if they get lucky oh they... I have a huge oh go ahead Bridget. sorry nope I'm getting antsy I have to know <laughs> okay you must have done something right because you it's Mike said that you opened for Etta James Otis Redding like I have to know how you got that hookup because you had to have some talent natural <sighs> talent and some good stuff to do that well, I, the, my agent out of New Orleans, he's been gone a long time, but he passed away, what, I'd say about 30 years ago. But he used to book, he used to book all the, all the acts, like Otis, Etta James, Mary Wells, uh, Wilson Pickett, the, the whole genre. He used to book them all, you know, and he had several bands that would play. Go out here, go to see Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and he'd book, you know, people like Eddie Floyd and all of us, put us, you know, and he had a house band that his his personal band that would play behind a lot of the acts. And I was, he put me on to sing with his band. So that's, that made me get a little more out there than I, you know, expected. But which was really nice. People like Otis, I wouldn't say Otis, I'd say Big Joe Turner, uh, Moms Mabley, Pigmeat Markham, the, the comedians. Yep. He used to book those, t- those acts too. And it was really fun. But that's how I managed to connect with these kind of artists. So I was being on stage, I'd open up for them. But I had a record out too. But they would put me up, up front, so I'd just come out singing before Otis or any other act they had. I would come on first and open up the show. And at that point, I was really, really active on stage. I used to do a lot of, you know, <laughs> the Jane Brown stuff, all that. I was doing all of this kind of stuff. And uh, when they had to come on after me, they had to work, you know. <laughs> People would say, wow, this little guy, he's something else. And I was must have weighed about 110 pounds, wet, soaking wet. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'd come out on stage and do my little splits. And all this. that's why I'm limping now because... Right. Yeah, that's why they, too they, many they, splits. They, yeah, that's what, that's what happens with the, the people like the Isley Brothers who... Ron Isley used to do all of that stuff, stuff that I did, splits and spinning around and doing all of that stuff. And now he's walking with a cane because, you know, you kind of damage yourself in those early days. Sure. So now what I do now, I just compensate for 
just singing, you know, singing because I got the voice that God gives me. So I figure singing, I don't have to do all of this jumping around. I just have to sit down and sing or stand up and sing, whatever. Right. You know, but that's how I met all of these other acts through my agency, you know, and he was booking everybody at that period, you know. This was really before they had a lot of booking agents, companies that handling all of these artists. Mm -hmm. He was one single guy that booked everybody, you know. I'm talking about D. Clark, Bajo Turner, all of these guys with something else, you know, on gigs. It was really fun. Nice. The time is now 10.02. You're listening to the 9.45 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM, St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. Uh, I am Mike Rez. Bridge Sky is here. Our guest is Willie West. If you missed any part of the show, you can uh, go to uh, the podcast later on or download the WFNU app, and the show will be available on demand almost instantaneously after the show is over. Uh, It takes a few minutes for it to be uploaded uh, automatically, but it'll be there for two weeks if you want to do it that way. Uh, Is there somebody that you opened up for that was more fun than the others? Um, Somebody that you really, really enjoyed? Etta was was just so sweet, you know, and she was so soulful. Etta James, uh, Mary Wells, uh, Irma Thomas, uh, Maxine Brown, you know, on and on. But uh, they all did wonderful jobs on stage. You know, I loved them. Nice. That's good Good to hear. I like that, you know, every, everybody knows that last by Etta James, you know. So yeah. that's, what, that's me and my wife's favorite. So when I saw her name on oh, your list oh. of people you opened up for, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, she hadn't even recorded that one at that time, you know. Okay. That, that at last, she hadn't recorded it yet. She recorded it years later, but great song. Yeah. Go ahead, Bridget. Well, my favorite is Trust in Me in All You Do. Yes, have the faith I have in you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I, don't, I kind of like, see, and that's what, what, what I'm you... excited for is your music because I feel like. Yeah. Soul artist, you can feel that. I wish I could find some video of your spirited days. Do you see that running down your family line? Would you say any of your, um, you know, family youngins? Do they have that spirit? Because definitely, I can see it in my young boys. What do you mean? Uh, Dancing I, I, and just naturally being able to, you know, go with the flow of music. Like my six-year-old son has this natural rhythm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Oh, my kids, you know, he can just catch it. And it's it, it actually his music teacher called me because she was so impressed by him. Yeah. Well, if you got, if you know, most most kids are somewhat, somewhat talented in some way or another. You know, maybe they're not singers. Maybe they're basketball players. <laughs> maybe they're football players. But most kids are. Well, you know, have some sort of talent, you know. But I, you know, my my, I, I have a daughter. My daughter, one of my daughters, rather, she's a singer, and she tours a lot. And uh, actually, she she did backup singing for Bruce Willis. Uh, who else? Uh, Willie 
Willie Deville, Deville a, a singer. But, you know, she she went out on tour with him. She went out on tour with uh, Neil, Young. Neil Young. You know, so she's a great artist. Her name's Udonna West. Look her up, pull her up. <laughs> she's a great singer, jazz jazz singer, in R and B. Great. I'm so proud of her. You know, but you know that's that's where we come from. You know, that's exactly where I come from. I you know I was singing from when I was like 15 years old, 14, 15 years old, and um, when I started doing it, it was just me and my little cousin that played the ukulele. Oh, nice! He didn't have a guitar. <laughs> He was his, his his stepdad gave him a ukulele, and he learned how to play that little four string ukulele. He started plucking on it, and we started getting it together. And all of a sudden, his his dad said, "I'm gonna buy him a guitar." So he <laughs> bought him a guitar, and he started playing. You know, immediately on the guitar, he started learning real fast. And before you know it, we had a band together, and. Then we started our little thing for it, for playing music around the area, you know, at schools and, you know, little cafes and stuff. But it was, you know, it was very impressive to me the way that he learned to play, played it off the little ukulele and then took the guitar right away and figured it out and learned how to play. And, you know, what he went on to playing with Fats Domino. Oh, wow. He played Ray Charles, <laughs> you know. So he did a lot of stuff, and uh, I was I was really proud of him. He he passed passed by me with, with working with these kind of people. He went further, you know. Especially he, he worked with Fats for about twenty five, thirty years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good get, run. <laughs> guitar player with Fats, you know. So, but uh, other than that, I'm still here, <laughs> and I'm gonna be hanging in there. Yeah. Now, you uh, you had your first uh, record deal at 17, right? And yes. Your, your mom had to My sign. My mom signed a contract, and uh, it wasn't in my favor because they signed, me, they signed it up for 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, on a contract. What? Yep. 30? You never get that. Uh, Whoa. What happened, is, <laughs> what happened is when I got of age to control my own affairs when I made a 20, 21. When I made 21, I was still under that contract. So I got a lawyer and we got out of it. But they had me sign up, but I was able to get out of it because once I got 21, I was able to handle my own stuff. Sure. You know, but they threw out with a few dollars, and I mean a few. And uh, you know, being a being in a, a country person, had no education. You know, she was taken advantage of. She was my son. I mean, you know, she was under that impression that so much was going to happen, and right. it didn't. Yeah, you know? sure, they were into making promises back then too. They would take so. advantage of 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 all artists. Oh, yeah, and they're still doing it. Oh yeah. If you don't have your business in order. They will take you take advantage of you. Yeah, that was the whole with Prince, the whole deal with Prince. Yeah, and he was so, having his situation. So I learned, I learned this, uh, you know, through the years. I learned this 
that you know must get your publishing and your you know all your stuff you know in order you know never sign a contract unless it benefits you right you know and I learned that the hard way so you know I won't sign no contract unless I have a lawyer there <laughs> to you know read out read it out to me yeah and explain you know the situation right I was just thinking a 30-year contract I mean it just just unfathomable. After 30 years. Yeah, of them controlling your yeah. your art. Now, I never so. told anybody that, but 30 <laughs> years. And I don't know, you know, what would possess people to think they can just take people's stuff. And then they'd take my song and put it in their name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I just had writers, but they took the publishing and put their name on half of the writers. It had nothing to do with writing my songs. You know, this is this is what happens right. when you don't know, and you're young, and you're excited about, oh, when your record come out on the radio and you hear it, oh, you just forget about all of the business part. You just so carried away and listening to your stuff and telling everybody, you know, and you're not you're not aware that you're being, you know, misused right yeah you see like this far in front of you you don't yeah. see that far you, in front you're just of you. so excited about it you know and you never you know but i'm glad i got you know that in my mind about getting it straight in the later years so i'm pretty much settled in my business part of it nice now uh, do you remember when your first professional gig singing gig was and where it was at and how it went my first professional gig was when I was booked in the country. I was living in Reason, Louisiana, and that was my first professional gig after I with the band and the fellas. My first professional gig was at the VFW Hall. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we was playing for these older people, you know, and they were just... They liked it because we were learning a lot of the old stuff. But at that point, we were doing songs by Elvis, you know, because Elvis was on the radio a lot. And we were doing Elvis and Big Joe Turner, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and all that old stuff. <laughs> and these old people, they was loving it, you know. And that was one of my first professional gigs that I ever made. What, uh, think. 40 or 50 bucks. <laughs> that was big yeah, money. I say big money back then. <laughs> that was, that's how I said, that's professional. <laughs> Not to realize that the money can be made into this business. Then that kind of got my eyes sparkling. Right. You know, <laughs> I kind of spruced up over that. Yeah. <laughs> You're just thinking like when you're young and they're like, well, 50 yeah. bucks, that's all we got. Yeah. Well, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to get a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now, some of the uh, the bands that, that you've been a part of and fronted, um, you're in the Meters, um, Electric Soul Train, um, Oliver and the Rockets, Gladiators, um, Uptown Rulers uh, with Aaron and Charles Neville and Bobby Love. Uh, what was your experience like with these groups? Uh, working with Aaron and, and the guys was always a gas. <laughs> you know, Aaron, that's my personal friend. And it was always fun out working with them. Because Aaron and them had a thing. 
when he get off a gig, they would uh, hang around in the neighborhood, standing around on the corner singing doo-wop stuff. <laughs> really, when you see this stuff in the movies, you say, wow, this, this looking, but, but this is exactly what they would do. I'd go home. I'd, I'd you know, get off a gig, and I'd go home. And Aaron and his little brother and other guys that hang out on the corner and they sing, oh, now Aaron be singing all night till he's hoarse. And if he got a gig the next day, he'd still, still do it. That was, just, <laughs> that was their thing. They used to love to sing. He said, Willie, come on, man. I said, man, I'm tired. I got to go home and get me some rest. <laughs> Them guys used to, used to drink that pluck, you call it, the wine. And it's then on the corner, and they pass the bottle, you know. <laughs> Everybody passed the bottle, drinking that wine. And we would just, you know, I'd see them pass, and sometimes I'd take a little swig, and then say, I got to go, bro. You know? <laughs> these guys would be up till 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. You see, pass is still out there on the corner singing, you know. I couldn't believe how they used to do this without getting rest. But now Eric gets all the rest he needs. <laughs> He's probably not singing do up on the corners as much no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a five Grammy time, Grammy winner, you know. What he five of them or six? I don't know. So we just does he just like hang around, bring him, like carry him around? He's like, hey Willie, you want to see one of my and Grammys? You know, it, and it never it never never dawned on him to get excited over it. He's still cool. Always the same, you know, and that's what was so good about him. Yeah, you know. Do you ever look back at some of those days and the friends you made and just go, "How did I get so lucky?" Yes, and most of the guys, a lot of them, we lost. You know, we lost a lot of them, and the, the, some of the blues singers, such as you know, like Bobby Bland, you know, uh, Lil Milton. These are all people I knew. Uh, Albert King. Albert King, actually, Leo Nocentelli and I wrote a song for Albert King called I've Got the Blues. Actually, it's on that album, on my, my album. And uh, we, Albert King wanted to, to do, wanted some songs. So he ran into Leo at the studio, at Alan Tucson's studio. C. Saint Studios, and uh, he wanted some songs, so Leo got in touch with me and said, hey man, um, Albert King needed a few songs, so he said, I said, okay, well, I'll come over. I went over by his crib and knocked out that song and uh, sent it to him, and he boop, loved it. I got the blues, because my woman, she is left, and he loved it. So he recorded it. He recorded it, and uh, another guitar player, Otis, Otis Rush. I don't know if you heard of him, blues man, Otis Rush, old blues player. He recorded it too. So we still get residuals from it, you know. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Now I want to talk about the album, The Soul Sessions. Um, this came out uh, originally, was it 2008, 2006? I think 2008, huh? Eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep, and then they remastered it, and it's coming out, uh, or it came out already yeah. in April. Um, and you have uh, done, a, was it one or two shows in the city since that's been released? Uh, when at Crooners? I, the only show I did was at Crooners the other okay. day. Okay, all right. And, uh, I have a question. Yeah. There's 11 members in your band. So do they all come for the performances? Where at the... Uh, Crooners. Looks like you're the main vocals, and then there's a Yadana as the guest vocals, but everybody else, there's a cello player, drums, keyboard, sax, guitar, trumpet, another guitar player, bass. Do they? No, we That's didn't a have, gang of people. <laughs> no, we didn't have the whole band. We only had, uh, you're talking about at, at Crooners, are you? Well, we yeah. only had uh, John, Jimmy, um, High Pockets, um, we also on the guitar, Dan Neal, and um, the keyboard player, I, forgive me, but I, his name kind of slips my mind for a moment, but uh, he played on, you know, he didn't play Scotty. on the session, but our keyboard players that played on the session was Toby, Toby Marshall, Toby Lee Marshall, I think. And um, the other keyboard player, Scotty Miller, they they were on the sessions. Okay. And <clears throat> Zut on horn, and the trumpet player. I can't think of his name again. <laughs> but the, There's a lot of people. Yeah, Jeff, Carver. Jeff Carver. Jeff Jeff Carver. Okay. Great musicians, man. I mean, the guys up here, you know, really sweet guys and. You know, very friendly toward musicians, and I like that because that's where we are in New Orleans. And I was very proud to have these guys playing behind me in the session, and the ones that came and played with me over at the club, which was very nice. Yeah. Now this uh, album is it a mix of originals and covers that you've done, or is yeah. it? And uh, is there which ones um, are your are your originals that you did on this one? Well, the original was I've Got the Blues, which is something I wrote. Um, what else I did? It's, it's kind of, call the name of them, I'll tell you. Okay, let me get those up here. I've done so many. <laughs> I just, it's, you know, the names. I can list them. Okay, go ahead, Bridge. Somebody Have Mercy. That was a Sam Cooke song, which I, one of the songs I love. Mm-hmm. And um, said to myself. That's that's written by me. Ooh, can you talk about that one? Yeah. That old saying is, I said to myself, I don't want nobody else. Just you and me. So happy we'll be. That's just a little pre-thing of what I said into the song. But it's... it's uh, it's one of my funk tunes, and also it was a song that the meters played on in the studio. That was put released through Warner Brothers. That said to myself, that one and the others, the flip side was It's Been So Long, which was on Warner Brothers, which I didn't get any airplay for it. But that's stuff like that happens, you know. But... That one, okay, the other one, I did Talk to Me by Little Willie John. 
which is one of my favorite artists. Little Willie John, if, if anybody ever heard of him, pull him up. He's a great singer. He's passed many years ago. Little Willie John, who else um, on the album? Um, Summertime. I did Summertime. Summertime is a song that took take me back to the days of slavery and and the old, you know, from from that period where it say is summertime and the cotton is high and you know, your mom is your mom, your dad is rich and your mom is good looking. You know, stuff like that. That from back in that era. Yeah, that was uh, a few people have recorded that one. You've recorded oh, so it. Many Billy Stewart, I saw recorded it. Ella yeah. Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. My daughter recorded it too in a, on a jazz kick, like. Too. That's, I'm gonna have to look because the, the three that I heard, including yours, none of them sound alike. They're all different. Yeah, well, so, that's that's me. Yeah, that's Willie West. You can listen to my album, and you'll find that if you listen to every every song, some of them I may sound the same. Some of them I may sound different, have different kind of a, you know, feeling in a different kind of a voice, which I project into that one, into my, you know, my albums. And I have an album called Can't Help Myself, which we changed it to. What they changed it to? Well, we, I called it Can't Help Myself, but it's it's another album with a lot of, great songs on it, and all original, you know. And I did one song which was written by some friends of mine called Nola My Home, and that's about New Orleans singing about my home, you know. Because after living in New Orleans for so many years, it becomes home. And plus, most of my family and relations live in New Orleans. So I, you know, my 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 daughters, my some of my grandkids live there, you know. So that's why I, I had that feeling about singing that song, "Note on My Own." You got to hear that one. I did an acoustic version, and I also did, uh, you know, the one with the full band and backup singers. So I hope to look that one up for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's always. Would ex- you collaborate with your daughter? Oh, sorry, Mike. No, go ahead. Have you ever thought of doing a song with with your daughter? I did one. I'm a st- duet? Uh, that's what I wanted to say. It's on that album. It's on that album, and it's called People Get Ready. You you can pull that off, too. <laughs> People Get Ready. Yeah, I Gotta that's Get it. You Off My Mind. I wrote that one. That's, hmm. Yeah. Gotta Get You off, your, off My Mind. Got to Cut You Loose. I wrote that, and uh, what else? That's that's a basic dude. Should be about the last one on there. Well, awesome. Well, let's listen to some of these songs. Yeah, yes, get their listeners. Please. We've been talking about them. We I think we've teased everybody enough now. Well, so look, don't don't mind me because I kind of get straight off with all different because <laughs> I got so much in my head about life and what I've done, and I just get all tangled up there trying to explain it. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. We, oh, we like yes. the stories. 
as well. But I want to make sure before we run out of time that we yeah. get these songs in here. So we're going to listen to three songs um, off the Soul Sessions. It's called uh, The first one is Somebody Have Mercy. And then we're going to listen to uh, Said to Myself. We're also going to hear Summertime. So we're going to do that. And then when we come back, Willie's going to do the weather. I know everybody's waiting for uh, the <laughs> Willie West weather report out the window here. So I can guarantee you that. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the 945 show on Frogtown Community Radio.
summertime by our guest in studio willie west um before that we heard said to myself and we kicked it off with somebody have mercy man those songs must be really awesome to hear live oh yes gosh yes indeed doing them makes i just get chills (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're a lot of high energy a lot of funk Mm -hmm. A lot of the, the keys in there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's all really, really nicely done. So that's awesome. So, the, yeah, people can get that. Uh, where can we get that? Well, it's I the Soul to, Sessions. I think you have to go online. Huh? On your website. On the website. On website. Uh, okay. That WillieWestOfficial.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, do you have any upcoming shows not scheduled? No, not right now. I'm kind of like you know getting 
together in my mind whether I should be doing this a whole lot <laughs> more than what I'm doing. So I'm thinking about it, and we we probably will later on this year if all goes well. Right. You know, we set up a tour, but right now, as of now, I'm not interested in doing it right now. Yeah. Probably need to do some yoga to get ready to do some more splits on stage, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're ready, Willie, we're ready. This is uh, one of the biggest moments of the show uh, where we have the guest do the weather. But first, we got to play the sounder. It is now time for the WFNULP Out the Window Weather Report. So it's a big deal around here. Uh, So it's just exactly how it sounds, Willie. All you have to do is look out the window and tell the listeners what you see going on. Well, I do see partly clouds, partly cloudy. It's beautiful out. Actually, it's going to be a beautiful day before it ends. Yes, I'm liking that. (laughs) Write a song about it, probably. It's a beautiful day. (laughs) 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 But really, it's beautiful out. and It's kind of partly cloudy. I, I don't know whether it's going to rain or not all day, but hopefully it won't. But it's beautiful. Yeah, we were talking and, be, before the show and, about doing lawn work. So. Yeah, and then one thing I must add to that is every day above ground is a beautiful one. <laughs> True. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I agree with that. All right, for the uh, rest of today, we have a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. today. Uh, with a high near 74 tonight, we have a 50% chance of showers. It'll be mostly cloudy with a high, or sorry, a low around 56. Tomorrow, though, will be the sunny day uh, with a high near 74 for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there who's celebrating. Um, and then Monday, sunny with a high near 78. So we're pushing 80 this week. Uh, Tuesday, sunny with a high near 80. Wednesday, we have a chance of showers uh, after 1 o'clock. Thursday, we have another chance of showers and thunderstorms. So it looks like the best couple of days coming up will be tomorrow and Monday. So uh, we can celebrate our moms, and then we can talk about it outside on the patio on Monday. So There it is. <laughs> and then the rest of the week, it'll rain. So uh, right now, it is 63 degrees in Frogtown. I have a question. Go for it, Bridge. So I was just wondering today, presently, Willie, like who is a singer that you are a fan of that you listen to recently that you would say? Because I got to tell you, I went to Target the other day. I like CDs. I can't help it. I bought some CDs of some artists that I like typically, and I was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Certain artists, it's very obvious that they don't write all their songs and it's disappointing. But there's certain artists like I love The Weeknd. He is consistent. I mean, he definitely he he releases different songs. He's also like you, like some of his albums, you wouldn't even know that he's the uh, original singer because they're so different from what he originally started with. Trilogy, shout out. But he... I I can count on I like every single song. Now, 
I'm not going to name names, but there's some big time artists that are out and maybe I see the two songs that made it on the radio and the rest of them, not so much. So is there anyone today, some artists or singers that are like your favorite that you trust in? Artists? Well, basically, I, I, I listen to a lot of old stuff. You know, the new stuff, I, I don't have any thing against it, but it's, you know, it's just, to me, it's not what it's all made out to be. You know, some of it is good, and but most of it is really, forgive me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my taste, you most of it. But uh, I, I, I mainly listen to a lot of the old stuff. I listen to Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listen to the Isley Brothers, you know, and some of their new stuff that they put out. But it's, it's, it varies because, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more into what I'm trying to do. And I don't want to be, I used to say, influenced by other people's works. I try to do it without even listening to, when I hear certain stuff, I try to just get it out of my mind so I don't have to. These little little changes might come up playing and it comes in my head and I'm trying to produce something and I hear this and I, <laughs> and I wind up, oh, I heard that on the record, no, I can't do that. You know, that kind of stuff. But uh, it's very, you know, I'm, I'm into, to the, to the most older artists, people that's out here, that's been out here, and, and have proven themselves, you know, proved themselves to be great artists. And I listen to them most of the time when I'm not listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you and, put and one of your own records on? Quite often. And, <laughs> and, 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 and and nobody, you know, people may say, oh, he's all sold on it. Yeah, well, I have to be sold on myself. If, I, if I'm not, who will be? So I have to be on top of me. I have to listen to what I do. I listen to my mistakes and try and correct them in the later sessions, you know. So actually, I'm actually in the studio now recording, you know, with a friend of mine, Leon Lautenbach, who's a great producer and writer and played with me at Cronus, uh, he came on and played him in the harmonica player. So you're currently in the studio doing another album. Yeah, that's awesome. Is it? Uh, do you still have a lot of like originals laying around that you want to still record? It's it, yeah, yeah, right up here. I've you know I've I carried maybe three of these songs around. For years that I've recorded, only a month ago. Oh, wow. Carrying around in my head for 30 years. <laughs> you know, I had a song called The Winds of Change. You know, and it's one of the, it's one of, it's a song that came out of my thoughts. The Winds of Change. I'm not the same person I used to be. You know, and it's one of the, it's, to me, it's a hit record, but it needs to be promoted. Right. All records, hit records, have to get promoted. Right. <laughs> you know, if you don't promote it, 
it'll be a hit record sitting on the shelf, you know. But this this song is one of it's it it been sticking with me, and I just something said do it, so I did it, and it came out beautiful. The winds of change. We'll make sure when it comes out we play it. And I wrote <laughs> one for her called "You're One of a Kind." And she is. Ooh. Can you get it well? One of a kind. Yeah, can you can you tell us about that song? Well, I've met people, ladies through my life, and I've only met, I say, this one, which is my, the epitome of one of a kind. She is. I don't want to keep on blabbing. <laughs> you just just have to write a song about her, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. How do you keep a song in your head? Do you write them down at all, or do you just keep them in your I, head? Sometimes you... I jot down stuff, and okay, you know, when I, when an idea comes to me, if I'm, I could be in bed, sleeping or going to sleep, and if an idea comes to me, then I get up and hit my tape recorder and sing a little part of it and I got it and it's there for when I want to work with it. So that's what I do. Nice. I like that you go old school with a tape recorder. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a bit, and you don't have to really be a musician because I used to play drums when I was a youngster, you know, play a little drums, but uh, you don't have to be a musician to write songs. You know, I I myself like have a habit of humming a bass line. Doom, 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 doom. You know, I'll hum a bass line, I'll put it down, then I'll go through all of the changes with it, and then I'll come back and I'll hit the other little girl and I'll sing a little bit to it so where I want my changes to go. And that's the way I produce my stuff. You know, and from what I was told, Michael Jackson did basically the same thing. You know, but he was luckier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're here talking to me now. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so who's the lucky one? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I hope I can stay lucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, how many uh, how many more albums do you think you have to In do? Me? Yeah. I mean, I, do you just are you going to do this one and well, I think, see I what think happens? It, are you going to keep going or? I say as long as I've got a voice to sing, I'll be singing. You know, I may kind of slack up on voice going out on tours or anything like that. But just to keep this good music spirit going, right? you know, I will be recording as long as I can breathe, I assume, as long as I can speak and come up with ideas, you know, musically. And I'll be doing this, you know, and... Occasionally, I'll go out, you know, but the price they'll have to pay to get me out there, you know. Right. It would be up to them. Right. <laughs> you know, because at some time, I used to give such a price to when you didn't want to do something, you give right. them such a price that they just, oh, well, we can't afford that and blah, blah, blah. So well, call me when you can. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not, I'm not that kind of thing. It's nice to perform and entertain people. I love it. But it's just only so much of it you can do, you know. 
before you move on. Right. So there's no retirement no. in the future, right, or anytime soon for you. No, not that I can see unless I can't walk anymore, <laughs> talk anymore. Right. <laughs> Even then, you can still probably you know write your songs. Yeah. So, have you written any songs for uh, anybody else? Uh, no, the only person that uh, did my song was the Albert King thing, and I I, I never tried to. I, I did one, I wrote one song was for BB, but I didn't get a chance to get it in his hands. Called I got to cut you loose. You know I got to cut you loose. I wrote that for BB King, but I never w was able to get it into his presence. You know, so I did it myself, and as I knew nothing would happen. <laughs> you know, because I had no, I was independent doing it myself. Right. And I, you know where where you can get your stuff played and where you can't. So yeah, that's what happens. Do you have a, a label behind you now? Yeah. Yes, indeed, my good friends, uh, folk, new folk records. They signed me years ago, and they just finally decided that they would do something with this album. So I'm still with them. Good. You know and. Looks like they're doing a lot of promotion on it, which I'm very thankful of. You know, Bob McMahon, Ken Hunstead, uh, April Hunstead, and who else? Uh, John Wright, the bass player. He was in the production of these albums. So, but uh, other than that, I'm still hanging in. Nice. You got uh, it's on vinyl right now too. It's the first time it's on vinyl. Yeah. So uh, was that something you've always wanted to do? Is get this one on vinyl, or is that just an idea? When after they remastered well, it, and when said, I recall, when I first recorded, I was on vinyl. So you know that did you have fun and those other old songs? They were put out on vinyl in the early days. You know, in the early right, days, yeah, fifties, sixties, where the sixties and seventies, you know, it was always on vinyl. You know, till CD form came, you know, and then we did CDs. But uh, most of the stuff from way back, if you go back and f see my catalog, it's a lot of old stuff that I did on vinyl. Okay. Yeah. You know, recording, I did some recording for Alan Toussaint, you know, and that was at that point with vinyl for a while. Yeah. And I know. Uh, you can be found on Spotify, so mm -hmm. so we got. If you're looking for the digital version uh, of Willie's music, you can go on Spotify and check that out. But if you're out for the physical version, you'll want to go to his website, uh, WillieWestOfficial.com, yes. uh, and check that out. I like that website. I was on it uh, quite a few times this yeah. week, so it's nice and clean and easy to yeah. to navigate. So. Uh, I see you got a lot of pictures on there too. You got some older pictures, yeah, so yeah. from back in the day of, yeah. of yourself. So uh, those are fun to see. I like seeing old pictures of right. uh, of uh, people. Just you know, just seeing where they were and what it was like. It looked like you're having so a lot like, of fun back then. So like my mother-in-law used to say, or well, still say, those good old days. <laughs> <laughs> those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah. So, Bridge, do you have anything else uh, you want to ask before we take off here in a little bit? 
I just want to well, thank I you would. guys. I just want to thank oh, you guys for playing my music, and you know, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank well, you. Well, I was gonna ask. Yes. I was gonna say. I'm sorry. It's so hard in virtual land. I'm usually a very good-mannered person. I don't interrupt people. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> Would you be open to, like, how would you feel about somebody covering one of your songs? It wouldn't bother me at all, really. <laughs> My daughter um, plays the ukulele, and it is amazing what she can convert all genres of music onto that little four-string instrument. Yep. Well, it wouldn't matter to me. I don't, you know, you just get the permission, and you're welcome. <laughs> you know, that's the way they do yeah. it. You know. Absolutely. It would be an honor to have someone to do it. Especially on a ukulele, right? Yes. Because that's kind of like be full circle from where yeah, you started. <laughs> <laughs> With your cousin back in the day. Really? <laughs> Talking about the ukulele. <laughs> that right. would be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Willie, for coming in. Uh, we appreciate you driving all the way from... Uh, St. Cloud uh, to be here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, go out and uh, find Willie West out there, williewestofficial.com, uh, to buy uh, his music and uh, to see what he's up to next. Bridge, thanks for joining, and uh, we want to make sure everybody sticks around uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, the new Creator Canvas uh, episode. Well, and thank you, Willie. Thank Every you so one much. of your songs on your whole album, I loved. Thank you so, so. much. Bless you. It's rare. Uh, <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next Saturday uh, on the 945 show on Frogtown Community Radio.